There's nothing like a visit to the Howard T. Ennis School to give a person some perspective on life. Located in Georgetown, the Howard T. Ennis School serves students with moderate to severe disabilities in the Indian River School District and in the surrounding communities of Sussex County. The school has an amazing staff of dedicated teachers, paraprofessionals, therapists, nurses, and administrators that provide highly specialized services to children with special needs. I'm Dave Mall, and during my time with the Indian River School District, I found the Howard T. Ennis School staff to have some of the most positive, enthusiastic, and hardworking educators in the Indian River School District. With that in mind, I decided to sit down with two members of the Ennis staff, teacher Angela Graham and paraprofessional Tom Spezio, to talk about the challenging and rewarding aspects of their jobs and to find out what makes the school such a special place. My interview with Angela and Tom is coming up in just a moment. This is the IRSD Spotlight. Okay, I'm here at the Howard T. Ennis School on location today, and I'm uh, really excited to be joined by um, two members of the Howard T. Ennis staff, Angela Graham. Angela, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And Tom Spezio, welcome. Thank you. We'll start with you, Angela. Talk a little bit about your job and how long you've been here. And Sure. So I'm a special education teacher. This is my 13th year um, in education. It's my 15th year in the district. Uh, I have been at Howard Tienes for just a couple years now. I was previously at a mainstream school, worked in ILC, um, worked in a few other grade levels. Uh, years ago, I worked as a paraprofessional here at Howard Tienes, and I fell in love with the students and with the environment. And I always knew that one day I would come back. And a couple years ago, I decided to make that move, and here I am. And I am very lucky to have a, a wonderful group of elementary students in kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, they bring lots of challenges and lots of joys to me every day. Couldn't stay away from here, could no, you? <laughs> Tom, tell us a little bit about, about your experience. So my experience in the uh, Indian River School District is really about two years ago, two and a half years ago, I started as a substitute as a paraprofessional at Howard Tienes and the first day I came here, I loved it, and I basically said, I don't want to go to any other school. <laughs> so I've been here ever since, and, um, and I'm actually in my second year as, as, you know, as a full-time. Um, pretty much focusing mainly in the middle school and the high schools. The last few years have been more in the high schools, um, and, and enjoy it. It's very, uh, very rewarding job. Yeah. Angela, does it, does it take a special person to be an educator at Howard T. Ennis? That is a very tough question. Um, a few years ago, I probably would have said no. Um, you're a special education teacher, you go through a lot of training at college, these kids are wonderful to work with, um, and as I've been here and you do the job day in, day out, and you see the challenges that come with the position, and you have um, part of the, the challenging part that I've seen um, from a different perspective, I guess, is I've had Dell Tech students come into my room 
and sometimes they walk in and they're completely surprised by what they see. When they think of special education, they think of what you see in a mainstream classroom, possibly in a team setting with a lot of children with maybe learning disabilities. Um, and when you come to Howard T. Ennis, you have children with uh, much more severe needs, physical needs, behavioral needs, and that can be very shocking. And I've had a lot of people tell me that this is not for them, that maybe you know they were looking to teach more in a mainstream school. And, from their perspective, I've really learned that this job really isn't, you know, cut out for everyone. It, it does take a much different set of skills than what you would have in a, a regular mainstream school. Um, just the, the challenges that the individual students present, their behavioral challenges, their communication needs, some of their physical needs, um, the, the things that you have to do for your students on a day-in, day-out basis are very different than what you would see in a regular mainstream school. Yeah. Tom, do you agree? Does it take a special a special person to work here? I th oh, I think it does, and I think Angela hit all the, the good points here. I mean, so I, you know, I think definitely patience and compassion. Mm -hmm. And I think the work here at this school, you know, um, for me, I think you truly have to love the kids. You do. I mean, you know, you have to have that relationship with the kids and, and, and love kids and love what you're doing because, you know, for them to be successful, you really have to, you know, be all in, so to speak, so they can become successful at whatever they're doing, yeah. you know, and um, and I think that's the difference um, that I noticed, you know, working here is is just with the staff and, and the administration is how much, you know, they really pour their hearts into it, mm -hmm. so to speak, and it's, it's good. What's the most challenging aspect of your job, would you say? I, I'd say, for me, is when you look at the, the diversity of kids we have, the different disabilities, is is understanding that they're all different and to me is just trying to get into their world so to speak so you can communicate and help them because a lot of times they can't come into my world or our world if you will so we have to go into their, their world and I think that's fairly challenging also I think what's challenging is some of these kids have uh, their, beha their behavior issues can be extreme and you know it's easy to take the easy road and, and kind of not do anything and just back off and just, you know but that doesn't do the child any good. It doesn't do the kid any good. So, you know, every day to ba basically be in there and, and, and try to help them so they, they can get through that, whatever that may be for them, um, can be challenging, mm -hmm. you know. What about you, Angela? What's the most challenging aspect of your, of your job as a teacher? As a classroom teacher, I find myself, you know, as any teacher, at the end of the day, you go back and you do a lot of self-reflection. How did my lesson go? How did this aspect of my day go? And with this population, it's not as much a matter of how did my lesson go, I find myself questioning, did I do enough for students today? Because their needs can be so vast and so great, and, and some of them have so many needs, their physical needs, their communication needs, um, you know, their motor needs, and so, you know, I, I walk away at the end of the day and I go, did I provide, you know, my, my students who are physically handicapped that can't verbally communicate, did I give them enough opportunity to engage in the lessons? Did I provide my deaf-blind students with enough, um, you know, sensory and tactile experiences? Um, and it's ensuring that when I present lessons and I present activities that I'm making sure that all of my students have equal access to all of the activities and, and the learning tasks that I'm presenting them with. So that's a daily challenge, basically. It is, it is, because it requires a significant amount of adaptation to your lessons. And even though our curriculum is great at providing students with a lot of visuals that they need, 
Um, you know, no curriculum, no one program knows every child. And with our students having such severe needs and so many needs, it requires so much adaptation to providing, you know, students with those physical and tactile activities. And, um, you know, you can walk into any classroom and possibly have three or four different modes of communication for different devices, different pictures, different visuals, and it's ensuring that you have adapted your lessons to accommodate for all of your your students' needs and all of their communication needs so that every child has equal access. Well, we've already sort of established that it is a, a, a bit of a more challenging environment, but you've worked in a mainstream school also. Is it also more rewarding? It is. It absolutely is. And I think part of that is there's such a low staff-to-student ratio in our rooms and you have such a great opportunity to work in small group and work one-on-one -on -one with students. So you really get to know every individual child on such you know, a, a great level. Um, and you take such good care of them and such close care of them. And you work so closely with families that they really trust you, you know, to care for their child every day and to take care of their child. So between the connection that you establish with the child and the connection that you establish with the families, the, these kids really almost feel like one of your own because you're spending such close time with them every day. Do you agree, Tom? Is it? Do you think it's a little more rewarding in a, in a special school setting like this than maybe it is in a mainstream school? Yeah, with my experience, I'm going to kind of take look at take it from a different angle because, you know, I don't have any, you know, true experience in, in a mainstream school, but I have, you know, 30 years of experience in corporate world and, mm -hmm. and as in a leadership role. And while you make a difference with with you know, meeting your goals and also working with the, your staff and, and, and helping them achieve you know, their career goals and, and be successful, the, uh, the, the reward here is, is, is quite different and evident and, and very and more personable. And I'll give you an example. Was last year, I had a 16-year-old boy that couldn't take care of himself, um, his personal um, needs from, from a bathroom perspective. He, you know, he just couldn't do that, and uh, and that's big. You know, he couldn't do that. And at the end of the year, he's basically able. He's basically totally independent and able to do that, which is a huge win for him because you know that allows him now to to expand. You know, to maybe go into the workforce and to do other things and not be tied down, if you will, to having somebody with him all the time because he can't do. You know, can't take care of himself. Mm -hmm. So those are huge wins, and, and it's it's a good feeling. And that's actually probably more rewarding. And I've done a lot of stuff in my 30 years of career than anything I've ever done, you know, and it, and it feels good. Ennis is also unique, and I'll get both of you to, to address this a little bit, in that there's also, it's not just classroom instruction either, there's therapy services that also go into it. Can you just talk a little bit about how that works and, and that type of thing? At our school we offer occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech and language therapy, and then many of our students also receive um, aquatics, um, through our swimming pool here at Ennis. And based on the needs that um, students are assessed, they receive these services. Um, students are pulled out for some of their services, but then the therapists also push in and do whole group lessons and incorporate all of the students' needs and um, the things that they need within those activities. And these occur just during the course of the regular school day. They're they do. A part of the program. Right? They do. They do. Yeah. And it, it's absolutely wonderful because our therapists here are phenomenal. Um, they come in and they're so supportive. And with our students that maybe wear some 
um, you know, some AFOs, some braces on their, their legs or their arms. They're so great and so supportive at providing assistance to the staff. So, you know, if we're having trouble getting a student's braces on or if something isn't fitting quite white, it's so nice to be able to pick up the phone and someone is right there in your room. Um, you know, to assist you, but um, students got to here receive a lot of services for that, and it's push in, it's pull out, um, and then we also because our students' needs are so great, and one 30-minute session, um, you know, twice a week or once a week, it just isn't enough to meet their needs, and that's part of you know what I do in the classroom is I incorporate. Um, you know, their IEP goals and some of their needs from occupational therapy and physical therapy into my lessons and activities because I know that they can't just work on this skill one time for 30 minutes a week and master that skill. So, you know, by incorporating that into what we do every day, it's helping to strengthen those skills so hopefully, you know, they can become stronger and apply those skills later on. How important is that, Tom, as far as the, the therapy aspect of it goes? How, how important do you think it is to integrate that into the into this program? Well, I think I think it's very important, and I think Angela's right. Is because if you don't, because it's it's such a short time when they push in or, or that they, they go out to the uh, to the specific um, therapies to get um, they doing it in the classroom. It makes a big difference, and a lot of teachers do incorporate that in there. You know, hey, let's get the person in the stand, or let's do this while they're in there. Let's, you know, I have a couple of students. We have to do certain exercises right in the classroom as we're doing something. So we try to make a game out of it. Yeah. You know, let's count all the way up to ten to do it. Let's do our ABCs to do it. Well, those kind of things which really make a big difference because they they need that. They really do need that physical part of it. That hopefully some of the stuff they're doing can be translated into some kind of vocational skill set that they'll be able to use later on, you know, or even even um, their own personal skill set, you know, just to be able to brush their teeth, to be able to eat and cut their cut their own food, you know, at dinner time or, or lunchtime. So a lot of it's basic life skills. There's a lot of yeah. life skill lessons here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's really important, mm -hmm. you know, for these these kids. Yeah. Now, one thing I do want to ask is, um, it seems like whenever there's a big district event where there's teachers from all the schools there. It seems like the, the, the NS people are the most boisterous <laughs> of the group. Now, do, do in your opinion, do NS teachers, and I'll ask you first, Tom, do, you, do NS teachers take a lot of pride in their work and maybe a little more so than some of the teachers at the other schools? Well, I hope all teachers take pride in their work, so I'm not going to say that we take more. But I think we're pretty enthusiastic, and, we, and, and I think we get great joy out of seeing the kids succeed. You know, and just a little achievement that may be little for you and I is huge sometimes for these kids, you know, and to see their faces light up, you know, it, that's, that's where, you, I don't know, that's where my pleasure comes in. It's just watching them succeed in their own world and, and, and it's like, wow, we have accomplished something today. Yeah. And hopefully they sustain that going forward. What about you, Angela? Do, do, do NS teachers take, you know, a lot of pride in what they do here? We do. And, and I think our pride is because of our kids that, I don't know that we take pride necessarily in ourselves. I think teachers here are very humble about what we do. And, um, but when we look at our students and the little milestones that they make, you know, as Tom said, no matter how small they are for some of these kids, those little steps are huge for them. And as teachers, we have watched them and we have worked with them for so long and they have worked so hard to achieve some of those small milestones that, you know, when they hit there and, you know, they make that progress and they do something great that we do really celebrate it because it is huge for them. Yeah. And we love to see every little milestone and, and every little success that they achieve. What keeps you coming back to such a challenging job year after year after year? 
It's kind of a two-part answer. The first part, of course, is the students. When you come here and you work with them and no matter their challenges, you know, some of our kids can have a lot of behavioral challenges, um, get frustrated very easy, they have communication delays, but then when you see some of those little achievements that they make and you see that progress, it makes everything totally worth it. It doesn't matter how rough the morning went, maybe they had a rough week, when you know they hit whatever that goal is or they do something that they've never done before or you know they do something that they've worked so long to achieve, it makes everything worth it. Um, so a lot of it is we come back for the students. They, they are what drive us and they are what bring us back. Um, and the other part is the staff. We have a phenomenal staff here. Um, you know, our, our therapists are wonderful to work with. They're so supportive to all the teachers and paraprofessionals in the classroom, um, our administration our paraprofessionals alone um, with the needs that are, in, that are in every classroom we couldn't run our classrooms without a paraprofessional and they are extremely helpful and it's so nice to come in you know to a, a job every day where you have such a great team behind you and everyone is working together for the same reason everyone is working together to help these kids get what they need and to help them show progress and be successful what about you, Tom? I know your time here is a little bit shorter, but still, what, what, what keeps you coming back? Yeah, and I'm in a different, totally different situation in terms of I'm kind of working because I like to work, <laughs> okay, which is a very nice situation to be in. But why do I work here? The kids. That's, that's really the only reason. I mean, if, I didn't, if, I, if, if it was a different school right, and I didn't, didn't have this relationship I had with these kids and, and to, see, to see how they really uh, they are growing and... and I don't know the self gratification I receive. I receive that, you know. I mean, they, they they get a lot, but I actually get that, and I almost maybe I even get more, you yeah. know. And and that's really why. I mean, that's why I work here. Yeah. Um, is because of the kids and, and witnessing their little victories, that I think are little maybe, but they're huge for them. And the smiles on their faces and and how they shine, it's overwhelming at times. It, it really is. And you know what else? It 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 does too when I work here. You know, we all have problems. Right, we have problems at home. We may have some physical problems ourselves, you know, at things. But when you come in here and you see what some of these kids are doing, it's like, do you really have problems? You, but you see the bravery, the yeah. how brave these kids are, and how they fight for their fight through things, you know, and how they, you know, in their own way, they do that, yeah. you know, and it, and it gives you kind of gives me encouragement. Hey, you know, they're fighting. You need to fight too sometimes when you have issues. Yeah. You know? I'm glad you brought that up because for years, and I'll ask you too if you agree with this, for years I have said there is nothing like a visit to Howard T. Ennis to give you some perspective on life. Mm -hmm. Do true. you guys agree with that? Absolutely. I do. There are a lot of things that we, I think, take for granted that... You know, some of our kids um, are kids who are in wheelchairs or kids who don't have the ability to communicate. Um, things, you know, that we can do without even thinking about our, that our kids can and, and things that we take for granted. And you come in to Howard Tienis and you see some of these kids work so hard to learn a different communication device and learn a different way to communicate. And they don't think twice about it. They don't think, oh, I, I can't do this. This mm -hmm. is all they know. And they work so hard to achieve that. And it does give you a different perspective because it's it's a lot of what we take for granted. A lot of things that, you know, that, like I said, we don't think about not being able to do. And, and these kids just work so hard to achieve, you know, the smallest thing sometimes. Yeah. Do you agree, Tom? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think it's, that's, 
Like I said, that's kind of why I come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because the kids, really, it is. Yeah. One event that I want to talk about just for a minute is the Christmas concert, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. And I, I have to say, I go to that every single year, and it is my single most favorite event of anything that I go to throughout the school district. And I think what's really unique about it is that every single child in the school participates. How important is that to, to give every student a chance to participate in the concert? I was just going to say it's, you know, when you're looking at, at that concert, I, I kind of look at it as a team. You know, they go out there, they get to participate in a team event, having the concert, so to speak. And no matter what your disability is, you know, at the school we try to focus on your abilities, not your disabilities, so to speak. And what can you do to be part of that team to help out with that concert? Concert, And, um, and you see a lot of the kids doing a lot of different things. And, you know, and, and I think that's really what it comes down to, is just being part of that and accepting people the way they are and letting them be all they can be while they're having, you know, and enjoying the, the holiday season, so to speak. And, you know, the kids love it and just look at their faces. They, you know, you can, you can see that they love it. And as you say, the adults love it just as much because <laughs> I, see, I see a lot of adults there, you know, parents come and, yeah. and they're just, you know, it does the heart good, so to speak. Yeah, it's an amazing experience. Do, do you agree? It, it absolutely is. We spend a lot of time in the classroom during music class and art class mm-hmm. really preparing for this event. Um, figuring out how every child can participate, you know, whether they're activating switches or, you know, whatever it is we need to give them a tactile experience to make sure that every child does participate. But I think part of that is that's just what we do at Ennis. We, Mm -hmm. in everything that we do, I know the Christmas concert is something a lot of people know about and they come and they watch, um, but that's something that we do every day and it doesn't matter what's going on in our school. Um, If we're doing a a baking activity or if our Happy Cafe students in the older grade levels are preparing some sort of food, if they're running the little store in there, every child has an equal opportunity to participate. And that is what we do. We give every child a chance to engage and a chance to participate to the best of their ability. Um, But the Christmas concert is is a wonderful reflection of of what we do and what our kids can do. Now, one event that I haven't been to is graduation. Now, I understand that's also a moving experience. Have you guys experienced that event also? I have. And, uh, you know, kids feel a great accomplishment by going through that. But I think every kid, right, Mm -hmm. typical or, or, or in this school, has that same feeling of accomplishment of going through the graduation, you know, and, and once again, you know, it's, it's all written all over their faces, you know, whether they verbalize it or they don't, you, it's definitely written from their body language that you see, you know, and, um, and that's a preparation too, you know, none of this stuff just happens that day, it's all like Angela was saying is, you know, we, we go back and sometimes it takes us a couple of weeks to get this, to get it down because some of these kids, you know, they need that practice and kind of going over things and what to expect and you know, not to be, hey, this is what's going to happen so you know what's going to happen. You're not going to be you know, afraid when something happens out there and, and, um, and it's, it's a good experience for them. So it really is. And, and it's a huge accomplishment. Have you experienced, have any experience with graduation? I know you teach the younger kids. But. Yes, I have. I yeah. have attended and um, I, I think as a teacher and as a staff member, these kids, whether you are, teach them in preschool, elementary, or high school, or you know, beyond, 
you watch these kids grow. So even our preschool teachers, they may have a student when they're in the preschool program and they're four years old, but they get to watch them as they go through elementary school, they go through middle school and high school, and then they graduate. So even if you haven't had a child in your room for 10 years or more, it, it is so moving because you remember them when they were in your preschool classroom and maybe they couldn't talk and they didn't have a way to communicate or you know they, they were very weak in a certain area and you've watched them over the years, you've seen them in the hallway, you've seen them participate and engage in different activities. So even if you haven't had that child, you see them at graduation and you see the progress that they've made. So every staff member here is just so proud of all of our kids because we've had the opportunity to watch them grow over the years and you know they finally make it to that graduation day and we have so much pride for them. Before we wrap things up, is there anything else that you'd like people to know just in general about you know your jobs? here at Howard TNS. Angela, I'll, I'll start with you. I think a big part of it is sometimes just understanding our kids. Um, I think sometimes our kids can be a little misunderstood and sometimes even what we do, um, you know, people don't always understand, but our kids are amazing and they work really hard. Um, as a special education teacher, my kids work harder here than, than kids I've ever had in a regular school or a mainstream school. Um, and, you know, just like kids in a, in a mainstream school, you know, they have their challenges, but they also have, you know, their wonderful personalities and they all have a way of showing it, whether they're able to verbally communicate or not able to verbally communicate. Um, and it's just so wonderful to see. And I always tell people that if you have a chance, come visit us. You know, classrooms always love visitors to read to them. Um, they're a great population and they're, they're sure to put a smile on your face. Yeah. What about you, Tom? Is there anything else you want people to know about, about Howard Tiennes? Yeah, I think the work um, being done here at Howard Tiennes by the uh, staff and the administration is, is extremely valuable in allowing the kids, I think the kids, the, allowing the kids the opportunity to, you know, be the best they can be and going as far as what they, with what they got, you know, and their abilities. I was very impressed the first day when I started here uh, with the staff and administration about how well they know the kids. And I think what Angela was saying is they've kind of grown up with the kids from day one, so to be preschool, way it's up. always been in the same building, right? Yeah. And they really do. They know. They know the kids. You know, not just their names, but they know their parents. They know the trials and tribulations, if you will, and and what the child has accomplished and still needs to work on, and and things that 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 are required out there from a, um, to keep that child calm and, and the specific uh, needs of that child and. And I think the staff, administration, they've really, you know, worked so close together that they've created a, I think, a two-way bond of trust, probably a two-way bond of trust more than anything. And I think that's really important. Yeah. You know, my first, I think my first day here, maybe my second day here, um, Mike Thompson, our assistant principal, he said to me, he said, you know, working at this school, he says, just to let you know, it's all about the kids, mm -hmm. right? It's all about the kids. And I never forgot that. And I think he's right. Yeah. And I think... Probably 99.9% .9 of people that work here would say, yep, it's all about the kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's important. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, and listen, I want to thank you two for taking the time to join me today. This is a podcast I've been wanting to do for a very long time. So, Angela, thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. And, Tom, thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Well, thank you and appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. The impact of the Howard T. Ennis School is far-reaching in the Indian River School District. Ennis students currently operate a thrift store called the Thrifty Eagle out of the G.W. Carver Center in Frankfurt. 
They also perform the district's inter-office mail run, which requires them to travel the length of the district on a daily basis, visiting nearly every school. The district also operates the Transition and Parallel program that teaches special needs students ages 18 to 21 the functional life skills needed to become more independent individuals. I want to thank Angela Graham and Tom Spezio for taking the time out of their busy schedules to talk about their experiences at the Howard T. Ennis School. I also want to commend all members of the Ennis staff for their compassion and enthusiasm in improving the lives of students with disabilities. These educators are a huge part of what makes the Indian River School District special. One other note before we wrap up this episode. Next year, the district will break ground on a new Howard T. Ennis School building north of Millsboro. Construction is being funded entirely by the state of Delaware and is expected to be completed in the summer of 2022. Once the building is complete, staff will have a modern, state-of-the-art facility to provide students with the best possible educational resources and learning environment. Stay tuned for updates on the construction process. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps by searching IRSD. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.